Welcome to Word of God Broadcast with Pastor Opie Swells from Multitudes Church in Laurenburg, North Carolina. Our prayer is that your heart would be like moistened soil, ready to receive the seed from God's Holy Word. Now, today's message. church just for a little while right here for a moment why don't you keep that praise going hallelujah to the lamb the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world he's worthy church hallelujah come on he loves to hear you praise him he loves to hear it come in his ears that you're telling him that he's worthy and he, and you bestow that praise on him. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, thank you, Jesus. Mm, praise the Lord.
before I read, I want to tell you, I, I'm loving the Word of God more every day. I haven't gotten used to it. haven't become comfortable and familiar with it so that it's a lighthearted thing to me. Thomas was called doubting Thomas, but I'm going to just be honest with you before I preach. I, I don't really believe anything but what the Bible says. People can tell me, well, I heard or so-and-so said. I, I don't believe it. I'm sorry. Uh, I walk by faith, not by sight or sound. And that's what I'm here to tell you today. Because God's Word is straight from God. That means it doesn't have any fleshly influence or worldly influence. And so I, I love the Word of God. That's why it's being changed. That's why it's being altered. That's why it's being misquoted and misrepresented. So I love the actual, real, uncluttered uh, Word of God, and that's what I want to bring to you today. So are you ready for the Word of God? Amen. The Bible tells us that this life that we are living is so temporary, it's even referred to as a vapor. You know what a vapor is? Because you can have a pot of water boiling and uh, it can reach that certain temperature and all of a sudden you see a vapor rise, arise, but as soon, as soon as you remove it, the vapor's gone and it's just a, a pot of hot water. The Bible says that's how quick and how temporary life is. It, it's but a, but a vapor. And out of all of the, the services that I've been privileged to be a part of people's celebration of life going home, there's a passage or passages in the 15th chapter of Corinthians that have almost become uh, predictable in many cases. Well, the pastor minister is going to read this. And although I've read it many times and quoted it many times, I still find so much comfort in the middle of this world that we're living in. I'm telling you, I love the Bible and what it just confirms and reassures over and over that this vapor one day will be in a place where I won't be a vapor. Those of you that know the Lord, you won't be a vapor, but you will actually be in the presence of Almighty God forever. No ending. These are the scriptures. The Bible says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet of God shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Then over in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, Paul would say, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever, not vapor, 
so shall we ever be with the Lord. And you know, we've talked about this many times, but that word caught up actually means, it's a word, you pronounce it harpazo, and it, it, it means caught like you catch something in a snare or a trap, but it means like caught and snatched. You know, I can, I can snatch one of these tissues like this, then I can take one and gradually do it like that. The Bible says it, it's going to be in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, those of us that are alive and remain, that we are, we are living and we are breathing on this earth, that, that we will actually be rescued, we'll be snatched, we'll be caught up in, in a matter of a, a moment. In fact, blink your eyes. Faster than what you just did. That's how fast you will be caught up in a moment. That fast. It will happen so fast that it will, it will bring about global, chaotic mayhem that the world has never seen before. Planes will not have a pilot. Uh, cars all of a sudden won't have drivers. There will be um, places where uh, possibly surgeons are operating on a patient and they are not there. There will be patients that are there uh, being operated on and all of a sudden they're not there. You, you just can't even wrap your mind around what. E even if you spend a lot of time charting out what you think and what I think will be the case. We will be so far off because man has never seen a day like that day at the catching away, the snatching has ever been. The Bible says this is also the ushering in of tribulation. There's never been a time since the beginning of the earth and there'll never be a time after that launch of that seven-year period, especially the last 42 months. I'm not here to talk about that, but I do have to include that to tell you that that is going to be the beginning of a life that people are not prepared for, and you can't prepare for that. There's no way. There's not a bunker. There's not a, um, there's not a doomsday prepper good enough to prep for that day. And uh, I don't have nothing against that now. I, I like shelves with food on them. Amen? Well, if you've ever had a shelf without food on it, you like shelves with food on it. Amen. I just help you out there for a minute. So um, this caught up is going to take place, and it's going to bring about so many things we're not used to. But here's the good news. You don't have to get used to that because if you're saved, washed in the blood, you'll be eating for a long time great food that you can't even imagine is uh, permissible to eat while all of this is happening on, happening. But church, let's stop for a minute because in a moment is a fast amount of time. You know, um, you, could, you, you, you could probably understand it a little bit better if you, if you look at the opposite end of the spectrum of in a moment. If your mama or daddy or somebody says, clean up your room or go get that trash, you say, I will in a minute. 
And you know, if you were raised in a wonderful home like we were, you might move in a moment. But if your mama told you one time, uh, or you move in a minute, you find out that your mom and daddy can move in a moment. They could be in the other end of the house. And you say, I'm going to do it in a minute. And it's like you blink while ago. There they were. I'm going to say a bad word for y'all, okay? With a belt. Does anybody remember growing up seeing a belt anywhere than around your daddy's pants? I'm going to go in and break it down for you. The pastor of this church, I got paddlings in public school till I was in the ninth grade. I was a good boy. I just think I'd have got them at high school, but I don't think they paddled at high school. But I got paddled all the way to the ninth grade. And so you can treat your life like it's a, it's a minute life. But you won't treat the catching away of the saints. I'm going to get ready in a minute. I'm going to get ready uh, when I get some things out of the way or when I get some things perfected in my life. There's a lot of people, I hope nobody hears like that, nobody online, but there's a lot of people with the mentality, I'm going to do it uh, in a minute. You don't have a minute. We're but a vapor. You could leave. I could leave. Something could happen or the rapture could take place at any moment. Now, we all have been caught up in all kinds of things before. We've been caught up in divorces. We've been caught up in uh, uh, battles. We've been caught up in situations. We've been caught up in lawsuits. We've been caught up in the middle of something before. Amen? I didn't do it, but I'm just caught up in the middle of it. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. I'm minding my own business. I was caught up in it, though. How many of y'all ever been drugged into something before? You've been caught up in it then. <laughs> You've been caught up in it. You've been drugged up into something before. You've been caught up in the middle of it. But you can get caught up in all kind of stuff. But the thing you want to get caught up in is Jesus Christ. You don't want to, people will drag you into stuff. You'll find out you're in the middle of stuff. You might show up at work tomorrow and you left it all good. Where's it? It, it might be right for me on Friday. Yeah, I did it, left it right. You come in on Monday, and you know, somebody got a hold of it. And, and now you caught up in it. You got to explain how you left it and all that. But that day that nobody knows is going to be a day that we, we can't imagine. And I've told some of you before, and I know everybody, we have visitors. Uh, and we've got people online that haven't heard it, obviously. But I'm so convinced of that moment at any minute of my day that in drive throughs I did it yesterday at Arby's, giving them a shout-out. I don't do that. Y'all know that. But I made a mistake of trying a Wagyu burger. And I don't really do fast food. That Wagyu's got to go. But while I was getting that Wagyu, I caught myself hitting the neutral or the park button. Can't do that anymore, so I had to hit the button. Why did you do that? 
because I know you say, well, you, I won't care. It won't matter to me. I know that. I know that. But I want my car to stay still wherever this happens. If I'm in my car so somebody can come go through it before it crashes or kills somebody, I want somebody to be able to get it and have it if they want it. But I want them to be able to see that where are the missing people book. It's that real to me is what I'm trying to get across to you before I move on. Where are, it's time to order more books, amen? Yes, it is. We might have three or four left here. Got some at school, but we, we got to get back on this really soon. So if you want to give toward that ministry, they average $3 a piece. We order 100 at a time to get the discount. And so uh, not planning on saying all that. But we did. So, what is my incentive today to keep on keeping on? Because it just seems like more people are departing from the faith. More people are treating the Bible like it's not anything that I really need. Well, how many of you got somebody that you know for a fact is in glory right now? They are, they are with Jesus. They live the life. They are in heaven, 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 you know. The Bible tells me that I'm surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses and I just want to let you know that I don't believe that's just disciples and prophets and angels. I believe my mama is a part of that great cloud of witness as I do many people who have come through this church, many people that I know that I'm related to. I believe they are all a part of this. So I think, according to this Bible, that you and I are here to finish the work that Jesus left us here to do and to get ready because he's coming back at any moment and he's going to snatch me, he's going to snatch you, and I'm going to be with them, but I'm going to be with him, and that's my incentive to know that this old rotten world is not my home. And in case you haven't, heard or you don't really keep up with things, and I'm not here to be the local news agent, but, you know, more and more, they're convincing the human population that uh, this is more grooming, by the way, and I hope, I hope nobody gets offended, but I'm way over worrying about that, but there's already excuses in place of why people are going to be missing and all that. Uh, you, you know, when I was a little boy, uh, what was Martin? Now, this is black and white days. Uh, my favorite Martian? Nobody in here is that old, are you? Okay. Yeah, Billy's raising his hand. Me and Billy are way out there, okay? Okay. So... You know, we, we knew that was television, but, but they're not selling all of this as TV anymore. They're telling you everything about Area 51. Now, I'm not here knocking anything, promoting it, or throwing to the side. I'm just telling you that the human population is being groomed to make people think one of many things. I personally believe when the rapture takes place, aliens come and got everybody. That's why we got to rid the earth. That's why this 2030 Great Reset depopulation, which, by the way, not just in a lot of political statements, that the vice president sl said, slipped, and said that, you know, among other things, climate control and 
depopulation. Then when uh, she was called out on it, oh, didn't mean to say uh, that, meant to say um, uh, not depopulation, but we're, we're talking about uh, what was the other word? It starts with a P. Anyway, uh, I can't even think of the word right now. And so, but here's what I'm saying. That was just a test to let everybody know what's really going on. And, you know, I'm sorry, but if, if, if your job was an attorney general of a state, that means you were the top lawyer. How many of you know lawyers do not say things by mistake? They don't. Now, you might do something. If you're working at fast food, you might put cheese on a hamburger that somebody didn't want cheese on. But when your job and you make money that way uh, by your mouth, arguing, you, you don't make a mistake with your mouth. All right? Oh, pollution was the word. So, anyway, um, and I, I, you've seen that many times. This is, this is not a political statement even against her. What, what I'm trying to say is there's, there's subliminal grooming going on all the time, whether it's on TV, whether it's on YouTube. And I know I'm hitting on some stuff, but I'm going somewhere with all this. And so by the time, because, see, we don't question society anymore, do we, church? No, we don't, Pastor. We don't question society. We question the Bible, but we don't question what thus saith the world. That's exactly right, preacher. We don't. And so by the time we get to that stage in history, then they're going to say, we've been telling y'all, the Air Force and all, that they've been tracking these, these ships moving at supersonic speeds and all this, and they've come to rid the earth of all these people so we can do it. See, what God did was not good enough. That's why we've got to recreate man. That's why we've got to have everybody chipped sooner than 2030 so we can keep up with people, but because we're becoming a CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency Society, where we can track everything, cut your money on and off and all that. You're looking at me that way again, but it happened this week again, and it's really happening, and a lot of people are going to say, well, I remember the preacher preaching something about that. No, I don't have any money. So I'm telling you, just telling you, free of charge again. They are... The world is being set up for the Antichrist system. Go back three years to August of 2020, pull up in our archives of sermon a series called What's Happening. I made the statement from this very pulpit, and I told you and anybody that listened, I said, when you look at coronavirus, COVID, or whatever it was in that day, I said, you can't look at it as just a pandemic or a virus. It's a piece of a puzzle on a big scale. It's one piece. Anybody remember me saying that? It's documented, well-documented, videoed. You, you can look that. And now we are living in the middle of this. So for all these things that I did not plan on saying, I've done said them now, and I want you to hear this. The world is preparing for the return of Jesus Christ. It's time for the church to prepare. The world don't know they're preparing for the church of Jesus Christ, but they're being led to build up everything, creating crisis so they can control the outcome. That's what's been happening. And so we've got to not be ignorant of his devices. Again, follow money and you will 
find the root of everything. You'll find all the people that's in bed with one another. You'll see what things are really all about. People are collateral damage to the elite. And we've got to understand this, church. So while the world for the devil, for the antichrist and false prophet is getting the system online and in place, the church has to prepare itself for the return of Jesus Christ, for the catching away of the saints. I know a lot of you thinking, I've said a lot, maybe I shouldn't have said it, but you don't even know what I haven't said today. If it wasn't for the Holy Ghost pulling me back and saying, that's not relevant or it's not time for it, I, I could spend a lot more time than you're willing to donate to the cause just to, to regurgitate stuff that, you know, I'm learning now things that, were said a year ago, but now it's finally seeping out, and then, you know, the media and everybody else is doing their best to either put their twist on it or cover it up or explain it away now and give you some other lie of an explanation. So we could do this a long time, but God's called me here to watch for the people, to warn the people, and to preach the whole Word of God without leaving anything out or, or bending or twisting it. So I've got a lot of loved ones that I want to see so I'm preparing. I want to finish what God's got for me to do here on this earth. I want the church to get through with what it's got to do. So this world, I told a group of pastors sitting back there, uh, that last section Thursday morning, I said, look, I, uh, here, uh, brethren, I just want to tell you, this. And we've got a mixture of pastors that pray, just for those of you that don't know, uh, from all kind of walks of life, denomination, races, and all this. And I told them what I've told you before. Listen. When I got saved, I could no longer be a saved white man. I can't be a saved person with an Irish or a German descent. I can't. I can't be a saved ex this, a saved that, saved. I cannot be a citizen of that world and this world together at the same time. Any man that loves his life will lose it and only be identified and labeled as a follower of Jesus. I'm not a white man anymore. I tell people when I said I was raised uh, on the railroad tracks in Hamlet, in a shoe shop, just surrounded by uh, African Americans. That was my family. So when I got saved, the first thing that happened to me, so I never was in the, caught up in the whole racial thing because we just wasn't raised that way. We didn't know any different. We, we didn't... We were colorblind as we were being raised. But when I got saved, I find out that you get not only colorblind, you get uh, ethnically blinded, you, you get uh, uh, economically blinded, you, you, you get blinded all the way around. And the only thing you do, you see people as souls the same way Jesus does. How ironic is that? So I'm not a part of this world. I'm not even a part of this county. I'm not a part of this city. But there is a city that I'm already a part of that I'm going to one day. Let me read just, just one scripture about it in Hebrews 13. For we have, church, no continuing city. We don't have a city 
down here anywhere on earth that's going to keep continuing and continuing, building back better? Are we going to make things better, be more efficient? We're not going to have charging stations everywhere. There's not a continuing city. We can improve, 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 but there's no such thing on the earth as a continuing city. We have no continuing city, but we seek the one to come. So let me tell you, there is a city that is coming. Let me show you the definition of that real quick. Uh, you might think of city as being uh, the place where you live and all that. That's right. But the city that, that the writer of Hebrews is telling us about is the new Jerusalem, the heavenly Jerusalem, the abode of the blessed in heaven. And I'm telling you that this city is going to come down one day. Everything is going to be passed away. All the old's going to be brand new. That is the city where my citizenship lies. You can stay and be affiliated with a group or a cause or a label of a city that's not going to continue if you want to. But I'll tell you as the pastor of this church and a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ, you can't still be a Christian homesick for heaven and still have attractions to this world. You can't do it. So, I'm trying to hurry up and get through here. Well, I've heard about this. But how do we know? How do we know that our loved ones are in heaven? Or that there really is a place. There really is a city. Well, the Bible uh, speaks about it too many times to even count. But let me just give you a few accounts real quick because I realize there may be people here struggling. And the thing that may help you give your heart to Jesus is knowing that you'll never see your loved one again if you haven't surrendered and repented. That's an old-fashioned word from, that means walking away. It's a very old-fashioned word. In fact, I don't even know if I hear more than two or three preachers on TV that even will mention the word if you want to know the truth. It's a very old, ancient word. It means repented. A lot of people say, you just say the Lord's Prayer. I'm telling you, you can't just say the Lord's Prayer. You just can't say, Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. Forgive me. If you don't feel remorsefully sorry for the life you've lived, the sin you've committed, and violating the holy law of God living a rebellious life, you cannot be saved by saying a prayer after somebody else if it does not generate from your heart. It's got to be heartfelt. I don't mean you have to squall and you have to roll around in the floor and say, I'm sorry, but it just has to be like the thief on the cross. Lord, would you? I'm just sorry. Would you just remember me in your kingdom? That sounds like, well, that's not a big fancy prayer to me and you, but you know what the Son of Man heard? I've been wrong all my life. I got on this cross being crucified today because of choices I made. But would you forgive me right here, right now? That's what Jesus heard. And Jesus said, today you will be with, thank you, Holy Ghost, 
uh, today you will be with me in paradise, which is a great way to go into where I'm going now. Because I want to tell you, there are graveyards all over the world. Here, uh, my mother's in one in Rocket, her, her corpse is. All over the world, there are graveyards. Those that are dead will be caught up first. We read it together. Then us, if we haven't uh, perished yet, we'll be caught there first, and then we're going to go right behind them. But you saw how fast it was when you blinked your eyes a while ago. It's not going to be like a slow motion video. There they go. Get ready, y'all. We're going next. There they, no, it, it ain't going to be like that. And so, church, I want to tell you right now, the thief on the cross, when Jesus said today, you will be with me in paradise, they took his body, his body, and did something with it. They put it in a tomb. They put it in the ground. They did something with his body. But out of the mouth of Jesus Christ himself, he said, we're going to die, but and you're going to die, but in just a little while, you're going to be with me in paradise. Now, you can't be dead, body and soul and spirit in the ground and still be with Jesus. Amen. Can't do it. If you can, you tell me how. Unless you're one of these modern people that like to play biblical dodgeball and say, well, you got to understand the nature of the context of what he was saying and the culture they were living in at the time. He didn't really mean it that way. Most of the people today, they'll tell you the Bible don't mean what it said. Let me tell you, the Bible speaks for itself. He wasn't the only one, the thief on the cross. John said in the 8th chapter, 56th verse, when a bunch of Jews were arguing with Jesus, trying to frame him, wanting to kill him, he said, your father Abraham, listen, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. Hey, newsflash, they buried Abraham. Do y'all remember that in Genesis? They buried Abraham. He died and was buried. If, if people don't go to heaven... How did Abraham see Jesus' day? What that was, that meaning the messianic hope. How did Abraham witness Jesus leaving heaven, coming to earth, if he was dead in a grave? So, yes, when you die, they do something with your body. They bury it, they burn it, they do something with it. But let me tell you something. You got a soul that don't go to the ground. And we we read three or four passages that just say this over and over again. You're going to see your mama one day. You're going to see your children one day. You're going to see your spouse one day. You're going to see your friends one day if they knew Jesus. But until you do, I'm telling you, they are in heaven. That's why Paul said, hey, for, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Hey, I'd rather be with the Lord, but I got to stay here and do this stuff he left me here to do. Paul knew what he was talking about. So there's no way Abraham could be said of by Jesus that he saw his day if he was just asleep. His body and his spirit was asleep. Anybody follow me so far? Good, because I'm not through. Luke 16, verse 23 says this. I, I use this a lot. 
every time the Holy Spirit will allow me, and it's been several times by now, at funerals, believe it or not. Rich man and Lazarus, both. You know the story, possibly. Rich man uh, had it made. The Bible says that he fared sumptuously every day. That means he was blessed every day of his life. Did good every day, but Lazarus was full of sores, and he just wanted to eat crumbs if he could get his hands on crumbs. And in this 23rd verse I'm referring to said, and in hell, because Lazarus was escorted by angels, and they buried, they buried, the Bible says, go read it. They buried the rich man, but check this out. And in hell... I just said they buried him, though. But the Bible says the words of Jesus, and in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torment. I thought of a funny story right then, and I can't help it. And I got to tell you right quick, there was a lady I know very well, and her son, uh, apparently in her own opinion, was not saved, and... and uh, she told me, she said that, called his name, says, he's wanting us to cremate him when he dies. But I told him, boy, shut your mouth. You already going to burn one time. We ain't burning you twice. And when I read this verse, in torments, in hell, I thought about that. But that's so true. They may bury your body, saved or unsaved, but your spirit's Got a new eternal permanent destination. So this is what's the rich man. So being in torments, he seeth Abraham, Abraham afar off. Number one, so Abraham can't be in the, the grave, spiritually speaking, and still be seen by a man in hell. And he saw Lazarus in his bosom, which was a type of heaven. So we've got Jesus telling us of an incident of not only a sinner dying and going to hell, but his body was buried, but also him being an eyewitness of two people that also were dead and buried, but their spirits were in heaven. You ought to be happy today. You might have lost them a hard way. You might still be grieving, but I got news for you. They are in glory right now feeling so sorry for us. And yes, I want to live in a way so I can get home quick. I'm about to die to go to heaven, man. Do you hear me? I'm tired of hearing about children being mutilated and, and, and trafficked sexually. Just this week, you know, they're saying they're all mad and upset about this movie, Sounds of Freedom and all that. And go figure, uh, uh, while they're promoting a Disney movie I heard this week of a, of a child, a girl getting pregnant by Lucifer, Satan, Promoting that for your top dogs, uh, Netflix, Amazon, and all, some other platforms. Refuse to even show Sounds of Freedom. I won't, I won't go see it. It's not because I'm against the movie. But I am such a softy when it comes to children. I, I can't take it. I'll support it. I'll even buy tickets and not go. But I, I, I can't stand it. I can't stand to hear about it. One of the things they said is, you know, like selling cocaine, you sell that one time is over, but you can sell a little girl hundreds of times. Or a little boy hundreds of times. If that don't bother you, you are not saved. 
I don't care who your favorite politician is that covers it and promotes it. If that does not tear you up, if you had grandbabies, it would eat you alive. Because they're after your grandbabies. They're after your children. They're after your neighbor's children. They're doing it all. They're doing it teaching four-year-olds about SEX, uh, yeah, in the classroom, and they're ostracizing teachers that refuse to not do it. See, that's what I told y'all. I have to stay so focused. There's so much built up inside of me that they will not allow you to hear, and you don't have to dig for stuff. They're flaunting it on their own platforms. Anything you say or do, you're silent. So anything that you hear publicly in the news, just don't believe it, and you'll be on the right track. I knew how well that would set. But you, you heard it now, so you're responsible for what you do with the information. And so, church, Peter in, uh, is it Mark chapter 9 verse 4 maybe? Uh, Peter and James and John, and I, I'm finishing. There is hope. Right now, I'm, I'm finishing. Peter, James, and John were taken by Jesus up on a mountain. And Jesus was transfigured before their eyes. The Bible says he was so transfigured that he, his hair, everything about him became so white and glistening, it, it was brighter than snow or anything you could even imagine. But that's not what I want to focus on because Jesus was still alive. He hadn't been crucified yet. And I thank the Lord for just sharing this insight with me this week. But on the mountain, guess what Peter, James, and John saw? They saw Moses and Elijah talking, hallelujah, talking with Jesus. You can't talk with a corpse, if every bit of that corpse is still in a tomb or a mosque or a grave, you can't talk to them if their spirit and everything is asleep and dead. I'm sorry. But the Bible says it was so real that Peter said, it's good for us to be here, Lord. Let us build three tabernacles, three temples, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. You can't build a tabernacle for something you can't see. Now, you get a good, gifted, carnal scholar that said, well, you're, they were just in a trance. It was hot that day. I'm telling you, folks, there's all kind of stuff out here to just get people off of the truth. And the quicker I tell you the truth, the more of a chance you got to stay in love with the real truth, which is the Word of God. And then Stephen, when he was being stoned, right before he said the last words, Lord, don't lay this sin to their charge. The Bible says he fell asleep, but right before he fell asleep, you know what happened? He looked up into heaven, the real heaven. He saw the Lord sitting at the right hand of God. He saw heaven, folks. So I want to, I told y'all I was old a while ago, didn't I? Yeah, I did. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be.
when we all see Jesus, we'll sing and we'll shout the victory. Now, while we walk this pilgrim's pathway, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get caught in the middle. You're going to get a lot of mixed signals and messages. You're going to be tempted to follow the world because that seems where the majority is going. But let me just tell you, don't, don't buy it because just one glimpse of him in glory will the toils of life repay. I need you to stand up quick if you can. And I'm going to tell you this. I love my grandbabies. I love my wife. I love my daughter, my son-in-law. God knows I love my family and I love this beautiful blessing. But the Lord cannot come back quick enough. Before we end our broadcast today, I just want to ask you a simple question. Do you know Jesus Christ? Not do you go to church, not do you have a cross in your home, but do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, meaning that you realize you were born into a world of sin and you are a sinner and you violated the law of God and you've stored up wrath. And for that, you feel bad and so bad that you've asked him to forgive you and you've changed your way of living to reflect following Christ. If you haven't done that, that's exactly what this entire broadcast is about. It's not about a bunch of people or a bunch of money or attending our church, but it's asking you this question, are you ready to meet the Lord face to face and give an account for your life. If you have not done that, or you're not sure, we need to pray right now. And the prayer doesn't have to be a lengthy prayer or an intelligent prayer, but it has to be a prayer of faith from your heart. And you have to pray. You can pray in your own words, but you must realize during the course of your prayer that without the forgiveness of God Almighty, that there is no way you'll have peace with God now or for all eternity. So I want to pray for you. God, I pray for every person listening right now. Lord, that they would understand that it's not your will for any to perish, but for all to have everlasting life. And I'm asking you, oh God, to help my friends right now that may be praying to know that you are waiting. You stand at the door. You said in Revelation 3, you stand at the door and knock. You're waiting on us, Lord. And help them to know, Lord, when they call on you, that they can be saved and they will be saved when they pray from their heart and they make up their mind that they're going to follow you. Friend, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart, you are now a child of the Most High God. Not only do you have an advocate, not only do you have a friend right now that sticks closer than a brother, but you've got the hope of heaven one day. And for that, I am so glad. If you prayed that prayer today, why don't you just take just a moment, if you don't mind, 
and uh, reach out to us at multitudeschurch.com forward slash uh, saved, S-A-V-E-D. Or you can send us a text that just says saved to 910-400-1199. That's the word saved to 910-411199. Listen, we'd like to help you out on your journey. And there's no strings attached. We just want you to know we're trying to finish our course and fulfill the Great Commission. And you're part of that. So let us pray for you. And if you have any kind of prayer requests, why don't you uh, share that with us? Uh, We will not reach back out to you and ask you for anything. uh, But you're welcome to email us and let us know what your prayer need is right now. And that's just a simple email uh, to prayer at multitudeschurch.com. Thank you again for being a part of our broadcast, and we look forward to seeing you in heaven one day for all eternity. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church or to watch entire services, please visit us online at multitudeschurch.com. You can also find us on most social media platforms.